Good morning. It is Wednesday, June 17th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. Well, today is our last day in the text of Ruth. I hope you have enjoyed this book as much as I have. It's hard for me to read the Old Testament in a devotional way, but going through it with you all and taking it piece by piece has been very helpful in to figure out how to do it. Philippians was just so much easier in my opinion. The text just lends itself better towards daily tidbits and tinier sections. And after coming through Ruth, however, I'm feeling pretty encouraged about doing another book of the Old Testament with you all in the future and giving it another shot. So let's read our last verses in Ruth. I'll pray for us, and then we'll dive right into it. This is Ruth chapter 4, verses 18 through 22. Now these are the generations of Perez. Perez fathered Hezron. Hezron fathered Ram. Ram fathered Aminadab. Aminadab fathered Nashon. Nashon fathered Salmon. Salmon fathered Boaz. Boaz fathered Obed. Obed fathered Jesse. And Jesse fathered David. Let's pray. Oh, Father, it is good to meet you again this morning. To spend time in your word again. Every day we do it, and it just never gets old. Your word is always new and fresh. What other book is like your word to us? God, as we come to look at it today, help us to hear what you have for us this morning. Amen. There are a lot of genealogies in the Bible. Some of them are super long and a bit hard to read through. But this one, oh, it is just the best way to end this book, in my opinion. Have you guys ever seen the show Lost? Though I'm sure probably everyone listening has heard of this show. I'll summarize it this way. It's a science fiction thriller that twists and turns and goes upside down, and at the end, everyone was scratching their heads. And even now, several years later after the show has ended, fans are still wondering about what the ending was all about and what was all those loose ends the show just failed to answer. Well, we do not have that here. Ruth closes and leaves no thread hanging. There are so many layers to the ending of this story that I'm sure I'm going to miss some of them as we try and summarize the implications of this genealogy. You know what? I'm not even going to try to do that. Let's just focus on two. Two main implications that this sort of epilogue to the book of Ruth has. First, if there was any doubt in your mind, or the reader's mind, that the Lord was not at work from the very beginning of Ruth to redeem Naomi, that doubt just fades away pretty quickly after reading this genealogy. Yesterday, we saw that the baby born to Ruth and Boaz was significant. While Boaz plays the role of the kinsman redeemer, the real redemption comes through their son Obed. Without Obed, the whole storyline just falls apart. This genealogy is just the nail in the coffin of doubt that God's providence wasn't parading 
throughout the entire story of Ruth and Naomi and beyond. For not only was it God's plan to redeem Naomi and Ruth with the birth of Obed, but we see who the grandson of Obed is. It's David, the greatest king in the history of Israel and the forerunner to Christ himself. God has this all planned out. Naomi's distress, though understandable, and we sympathize with her. Well, it's just hard to not play Monday morning quarterback on this one. And for us, who have the New Testament, this is just crystal clear for us. Second, if you can remember way back to one of the first episodes we did on Ruth, do you remember what time period the story is set in? It's during the time of the judges. Gideon, Deborah, Samson. These are just some of the more recognizable names of this time period. But the defining characteristic, the one thing that Judges says over and over again, is about the lawlessness of the Israelite people. They lived without leadership. Remember that verse from Judges that I read that just sums up the whole book? And in those days, the people of Israel did what was right in their own eyes. This time period is just chaos. And during this time, this little family was having issues with inheritance and grief and posterity. God in his sovereignty cares for this little, rather unassuming family. I mean, remember, these are harsh days. Surely the issues that plague Ruth and Naomi weren't uncommon. But God cares for this family. And in doing so, he cares for the entire nation of Israel. David is coming. His kingdom and reign will be the pinnacle of Israel's strength, and he will bring unity to the people of God under the law and under the authority of God once again. But this isn't even the highlight. David is just the forerunner. The kingship of David is just the root, and the branch that is coming is Christ, whose kingdom will never fade away, and whose kingship will never fail. He will unite all creation under his authority and bring redemption to more than just one Israelite family, but to all his children. Brothers and sisters, I know that this is a little bit hard to understand and overwhelming to folks who might not know all the stories of the Old Testament, but my hope in explaining it this way is that it will help to feed the hunger for you for all of God's word. Ruth has been an amazing book for me to go through with you all, and I am blessed by it. As we go today, let's use today to acknowledge God's sovereignty and providence in our lives. We've done this a few times in this book, but is our God not pleased by our worship over His character and attributes? Have we not seen a new way and a new perspective on our God today? Let's worship Him with wonder in our hearts for his sovereignty and providence over us. As we close in prayer, let's pray from Psalm 17, a psalm of King David himself. Let's pray. O Lord, we call upon you. God, we call upon your name. Incline your ear to hear us and to hear our words. Show us your steadfast love in such a way 
that it does fill our hearts with wonder. You are the Savior of those who seek refuge. And to you we run for shelter from what afflicts us. We run to our refuge. God, it just surprises us over and over again that we are the apple of your eye. Hide us under the shadow of your wings and from the wicked ones who wish us harm. When sin surrounds us, we are still the apple of your eye and the ones who you wish to defend. O oh Lord, arise, arise, confront him and subdue him who seeks to shame you. Deliver us, deliver our souls from the sin that seeks to destroy us. With your sword of righteousness, slay our sin and subdue it. Many men of this world have bank accounts filled with treasure, families that overflow with what seems like blessing. They have many earthly things to show as their proof of righteousness. But as for us, we have only you. The face of the Lord is our righteousness. When we sleep and when we wake, we shall be satisfied only in you, O God. In your Son's name we pray. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.